Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Spoken Worth. Thank you for watching the Spoken Worth podcast. If you're watching this week's episode, click like on this video and subscribe to my YouTube channel where you can catch each week's episode that releases Sunday nights at 7 o'clock p.m. You can also listen to the podcast anywhere you listen to your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc. Wherever you listen to podcasts, it's available. So like and subscribe and follow along anywhere else you listen to podcasts. And hopefully this week's episode is worth your time. But I just want to remind you, you matter, you're loved, and you're appreciated. So thank you for watching this week's episode. Click like, subscribe, and enjoy. Okay, everybody, let's go ahead and jump right into today's episode. For today's episode, what I really would like to do and spend our time on is I want to spend time looking at Luke chapter 15. Luke chapter 15. It's a fascinating text uh, in the Bible and in the gospel. And in Luke 15, I believe we see something that is super valuable for us today. I think for us today, I think a lot of us struggle with this this idea of love in regards to, are we loved? You know, I'm a teacher. I teach a lot of students and a lot of my students, they often wonder, am I loved? You know, they wonder, am I loved at home? They wonder, am I loved amongst my friends? They wonder, am I ever going to have a loving relationship uh, in a marriage or am I ever going to have uh, love in my life? Is love something that is real? People are really wondering, that they're wondering, is there any love? And and I want to look at Luke 15 because I believe in Luke 15, we see the answer to that question. We see the answer to, is there any love? In Luke 15, we see a unique, distinct, and rare kind of love. We see a love that if real is a love that's worth clinging onto. We see a love that if real, it's a love worth pursuing. And we see a love that if real, it's worth practicing and extending to other people. And so I want us to look in, in Luke chapter 15. And I want us to look at this uh, chapter through three primary sections. Uh, we want to look at the different parables that Jesus takes us through in Luke chapter 15. Jesus will take us through multiple parables, and I want us to look at it through the lenses of each individual parable. We want to look at it through the lenses of the parable of the lost sheep. We want to look at it through the lenses of the parable of uh, the lost coin, and we want to look at it through the lenses of the prodigal son or the lost son. Uh, and, and ultimately, through all of these parables, we are going to see a complete picture of a love that, if real, it, it should certainly catch our attention. It should draw us to it. It should make us want it, crave it, desire it, practice it, long for it. And so let's look at this kind of love. Because we are wondering, is love real? Is there any love? Is love for us? And specifically... Does God love us? And if so, how? How can I know that God loves us? How can I know that God loves me? And in what way does God love me? And how does that impact my life? 
That's what I want us to look at today. And hopefully by the end of the episode, this love that we find in Luke chapter 15 can be a love that you believe in, that you practice, that you hold on to, and that it changes your life. It changes the way you see yourself. It changes the way you see others. It changes the way you see God. Or perhaps encourages you in some way. So let's jump right into it. Let's look at Luke chapter 15. Let's look at verses 1 through 7. We're going to begin by looking at the story of Jesus telling this parable of the lost sheep. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to him, and the Pharisees and the scribes grumbled, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable. What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he has lost one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing, and when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so, I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous persons who need no repentance. I love verses 1 through 7 of Luke chapter 15. And in Luke chapter 15, 1 through 7, we see this parable from Jesus of the lost sheep. But really, it's more than a lesson about a sheep. It's more than a lesson about a sheep that gets lost. Ultimately, it's a lesson about God's love. And it's through the lenses of this shepherd and it's uh, the shepherd's sheep. The shepherd loved loves the sheep so much that even if one sheep goes astray, the shepherd will leave the 99, will leave the entire flock to find the one sheep. And notice what it does. The shepherd does to the sheep whenever he finds the sheep. He lays it over his shoulder and carries it home and rejoices with his neighbors and his families that, that he has found his lost sheep. And the shepherd cares for all the sheep, even the sheep that have fallen or stumbled their way out of the fold. And the shepherd loves the sheep enough to carry the sheep back to where the sheep needs to be most. Jesus is willing to carry us where we need to go when we can't get there ourselves. The sheep can't get back to the fold by itself. The shepherd must put the sheep over its shoulder. And Jesus is willing to carry us when we can't carry ourselves. He loves you enough to go and find you when you aren't where you're really supposed to be. Why? Because he loves you and wants you to find the pasture that God has for you. And this is an unconditional, relentless, faithful love that we see in this parable of the lost, uh, the lost sheep. The shepherd celebrates when one of his sheep are found. And Jesus celebrates when we, his created children, his created images, uh, we're created image of God. When we return back to God, when we repent from sin and turn to God, he celebrates that. And when his grace and love find, uh, finds us, it heals us and rescues us, and carries us back home. He celebrates and rejoices when we repent and turn to him for our saving. We long to be pursued after in life. And this is the thing. We as people long to be desired, chased after, pursued after. We often wonder, does anyone care? Does anybody want me? Am I desirable? Am I lovable? The answer is yes. 
You are loved. You are wanted and you are pursued after. Jesus Christ left heaven, came to earth to die for you, to find you, to put you on his shoulder and carry you back home to the father in which you belong and to the home in which you're safe and secure and accepted and loved and given purpose. And you have security as a child of God. See, Jesus is the good shepherd who's willing to lay his life down for the sheep. He's willing to find you when you fall or stumble or even walk away from the fold. It doesn't matter how far you've gone. He's willing to leave the rest to find you. The love of the shepherd gives us a love that pursues us and wants us. This is a love that gives us a satisfaction and fulfillment to one of the deepest yearning and the deepest questions that we have in life is this this question of does anyone love me does anyone care the answer is yes and the answer is jesus jesus loves you and he cares obsessively so obsessively so but it doesn't stop there jesus doesn't stop there he continues to reveal the father's love through the chapter of luke 15 and in verses 8 through 10 he gives a parable of a lost coin And this is what we see. Let's read verses 8 through 10 together. He continues on by saying, Or what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one coin, does not light a lamp and sweep the house and seek diligently until she finds it? And when she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors saying, rejoice with me for I have found the coin that I had lost. Just so I tell you, there is joy before the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Jesus again in this this new parable in Luke chapter 15 verses 8 through 10 is giving this parable of a woman who loses a coin, but through seeking diligently as the text says she finds this coin and upon finding the coin she celebrates with her community similar to the previous parable she celebrates finding something that she viewed within her mind and heart as precious and see we seek we search relentlessly pursue that which we see as most valuable and precious And God searches for, seeks after, and relentlessly pursues his created children. Why? Because God supremely values his created children. God is like the woman in this parable, lighting up the house, trying to find the coin. He is lighting up our world with acts of goodness and grace to trying to find who is lost. The woman in the parable most likely searches for the coin, the one coin, because the coin is of value to her and she needs the coin. And unlike the woman in this parable, God needs no one or no thing. And yet God searches for, he seeks after, he relentlessly pursues us, not because he needs us for any reason, but simply because he values us and loves us and adores us as precious. And see, this love that Jesus is teaching from the Father in this parable reveals to us the answer to another one of the longest uh, and, and greatest questions we have as humans. We long to be treasured and cherished in this life. 
We want to know if we are valuable. And see, God gives us that answer and the answer is yes. We are valuable. God loves us as precious treasure and views us as supremely valuable. So valuable that he would give us the goodness of Jesus, his own son, just so that he might not lose us. Wow. There's so much to learn from this parable in Luke 15, 8 through 10. But Jesus doesn't stop there. He gives another parable. And it reveals again more of the Father's love that he has for us. And it answers more of the biggest, deepest questions that we as humans and we as people ask today. And this is seen in chapter 15, uh, verses 11 through 32. And this story is often seen through the perspective of the Son, but I invite you to look at the story through the perspective of the Father. Verses 11 through 32, bear with me. And he said, there was a man who had two sons and the younger of them said to his father, father, give me the share of property that is coming to me. And he divided his property between them. Not many days later, the younger son gathered all that he had and took a journey into a far country. And there he squandered his property in reckless living. And when he had spent everything, a severe famine arose in that country and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country who sent him into his fields to feed pigs. And he was longing to be fed with the pods that the pigs ate and no one gave him anything. But when he came to his senses, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have more than enough bread, but I perish here with hunger. I will arise and go to my father and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion and ran and embraced him and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, bring quickly the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring the fattened calf and kill it and let us eat and celebrate. For this, my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found and they begin to celebrate. Now his older son was in the field. And as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing. And he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said to him, your brother has come and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has received him back safe and sound. But he was angry and refused to go in. His father came out and entreated him. But he answered his father, look, these many years I have served you and I have never disobeyed your command. Yet you never gave me a young goat that I might celebrate with my friends. But when his son, when this son of yours came, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fattened calf for him. And he said to him, son, you were always with me and all that is mine is yours. It was fitting to celebrate and be glad for this. Your brother was dead and is alive. He was lost and is found. That's Luke chapter 15, verses 11 through 32. And in these verses, 
we see not just a not just the perspective of the prodigal son, but look at it through the perspective of the father. The father has a rebellious son who would rather have him dead than to stay in his home. I mean, for a son to receive his inheritance, that happens when the father has passed. Notice how the son says, I want the share that is coming to me, is coming to me. So he's basically saying to the father, I wish you were dead. But the father chooses to let his son exercise free will and go his own way. He even provides him an inheritance and a blessing. The father has to watch his son ruin his life from afar and waste his entire inheritance. The son wants to come home, but is too ashamed to even approach his dad as a son chooses rather to approach the father as a hired servant. And before the son can even get back to the father's property, the father sees the son, feels compassion for the son, runs to the son, embraces the son, clothes the son with a robe, provides shoes to the son, gifts a ring to the son, cuts a, uh, cuts a calf and gives him the best of the best, gives him full acceptance and doesn't even bring up the son's past or wrongdoing. And see, God is the father in this story. God is the father in the story of Luke chapter 15, 11 through 32. And we were the first son, but sometimes we're the second son. Sometimes we're the one that looks at the one that's come back and we are mad or bitter that, that, that God could forgive them. Or maybe we're bitter at someone that they come back and we have an unforgiving heart towards them and we don't want to welcome them back in. But the father loved both sons. The one who rebelled against him and returned as well as the one who stayed and served. And see, God's love then we can see in this story is not dependent or dictated by our performance. God's love is not dependent or dictated by our performance or our faithfulness. Now, if the son would have never returned, if he would have never, as the text says, come to his senses, the father was not going to force his rebellious son to stay and live with him. But as soon as the son decided to turn to his father, everything that belonged to the father belonged to the son also. Why? Because exclusively of the father's love. Not because of the son, not because of the son's admission, not because of the son's performance or behavior, because none of those were sufficient to earn him relationship or right standing relationship with the father. Only the father's love for the son, his willingness to embrace, run, kiss, and gift his son is why the son can belong in the home safe and secure because of the father's love. And that answers the deepest question we have. We long for belonging and acceptance from our fathers in this life. I don't know about you, but there's no one else I can think of that I want acceptance and belonging with more than my own dad. A lot of us want to be accepted by our fathers in this life. And I believe all of us ultimately want to be accepted by God. 
And God the Father has a love for us that welcomes us and accepts us any time we turn to him for refuge and saving. We don't have to be the servants in God's home, but we can be sons and daughters, not because of our performance, not because of our faithfulness, not because of our moral behavior or right standing or even realization of our lack of morality, only and exclusively because God loves us. And so, wow, there's so much from Luke chapter 15. I encourage you to go and spend time on your own with Jesus. In Luke chapter 15 or anywhere in the gospel, I'll say it here and I say it often, you will get more with your one-on-one time with Jesus than out of any podcast or out of any conversation you can have with me or any lesson that I might have. I simply find this fascinating that Jesus is teaching these parables to reveal a love that God has for us that should make us want to cling to him, run to him, pursue him, and practice this love in the world around us. And so what's the application to this? What's, what's my encouragement for those watching for us? I believe it's what Jesus says in all three parables. He repeats this pattern of repentance. We should repent from sin and turn to God and see God celebrates and rejoices repentance. Repentance should be a common and frequent practice within the life of the disciple of Jesus. And we don't turn from sin and to God so that God can beat us up and shame us. We turn from sin and to God so God can welcome us and love us and hold us and give us the comfort we need to know it's okay. He loves us. It's only okay, not because of what we did, but because of who he is and the love that he has for us. So repent. What is it within your life that you need to turn from and turn to? Jesus describes us as lost in all three of these parables. Jesus is telling the truth. We're lost. And we need Jesus to be found. So whether you're the sheep that Jesus pursues after, or you're the coin that the woman seeks after, or you're the son that the father embraces, wherever you're at in life, however you're lost, Jesus celebrates at you turning to him and he welcomes you wherever you're at, regardless of who you are, regardless of what you've done and regardless of what you're going through. Jesus welcomes you. And don't just repent and turn to God to experience this love that he has for you, for yourself. Once you've experienced that love from God, extend it and practice it to others around you and practice it within your life. Practice searching after sinners who others refuse to go after. Why? Because God views them and loves them and sees them as precious. Practice viewing others as precious as God does. You would light up their world with acts of goodness and love and kindness and Christ-likeness just to try to reach them. Why? Because Jesus does that for us in our life. 
Practice in accepting love that welcomes others with open arms, regardless of how faithful or unfaithful they may have been. Love because it's who you are, not because it's what someone deserves or because it's been earned. Love because God has first loved us. Again, I encourage you to go and read and spend time with Jesus in Luke chapter 15. You'll be amazed at the love that the Father has for us. And Jesus wants us to know about it. But understand your questions, our questions of if we're loved, if we're cherished and treasured, if we are valuable, if we are worth anything at all. Jesus has an answer for that. The gospel has an answer for that. Answer for that, And the answer is in the Father's love. The answer is yes. We are loved. We are cherished, treasured, pursued after. Jesus died for us because he loves us. So hopefully this was an episode that encourages you. Hopefully this is an episode that maybe lifts you up with wherever you're at in life. Maybe it's something you needed, maybe it's not. But wherever you're at, please, if you can remember anything at all from Jesus, remember that he loves you and that he died for you. And he calls us to love him in return through loving others how he has loved us. Thank you for watching this week's episode. I appreciate it if you've watched this far. And it would mean a lot if you clicked like. If you clicked like and subscribe to my YouTube channel, you can keep up with weekly episodes. We release every Sunday night at 7 o'clock p.m. I'm going to do a better job at getting them out on time. I apologize for not doing that properly this week. It's a Wednesday. I was multiple days late. In the future, that will not be the case. Thank you. And remember, you are loved. You do matter. And God's pursuing after you. He's searching after you. He is lighting up your world with acts of love and kindness and mercy and grace just to find you so that you would return back to him. And he celebrates when you do. Be blessed. Be encouraged. Speak love. Speak life. Speak worth, not hate. Blessing. Blessing.